0: We're listening to the Diary Discoveries Podcast brought to you by Sally'sDiaries.com. Now here's your hosts, Sally Ivey
1: and Jeff Richards. Welcome everybody to Diary Discoveries. Well, here we are, Sally. Finally. And I am. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Finally. <laughs> I'm
0: so nervous, but I am also so excited, because we've been working on this for two years now, ever since we met, and um, this moment is finally here.
1: Yeah, our first real episode. Our first real episode. And we have got a great story to share with you, and we hope that you'll find it as uh, interesting as we have. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason we
0: named it the way we named it, and that's the shipwreck and the legendary passenger. He is so legendary.
1: Yeah, I since we now know who he is... I've really come to like this guy. I find him really interesting. And um, what a character, too.
0: And it wasn't easy to find him on who he was. Because with this, most diaries, I'd say three-quarters of them that I have read over the 34 years, usually have a name in them. And this diary had no name. All I knew that it was a shipwreck diary, which intrigued me in the beginning. And because it had no name, I had to do a lot of reading and reading between the lines and research. And I was pleasantly, as an understatement, surprised to see who it was, who the author was.
1: For sure. He he is a a legendary guy, and we know that now. This man was knighted by Queen Victoria. He was also on the cover of Time magazine. And we're not going to tell you what year. No, that would give it away. That would give it away. And then also, um, his last name is known by millions of people around the world, probably including You listening right now?
0: That's why it was such a surprise, and that's why this diary became one of the first ones that we decided to share. As you can imagine, there are so many diaries in the collection that I wanted to share, but this was one of them that I was reading when I first met you, wasn't I? Yes. Mm -hmm. I got it a couple of years ago from a man from Croatia. He's a collector. He's a friend of mine, and he said, "I have a shipwreck diary for you. Would you like it?" And of course, I jumped at the fact and. I put it away for a couple years, and then I think when we were traveling and stuff, I decided to pick it up and read it, and I couldn't—I kept reading passages to you because I couldn't believe how um, interesting it was. And then when I find found out who
1: he was, yeah, it yeah. was so cool. I remember those. You'd say, you know, this guy, you know what he was doing? Yeah. And then you'd say, I, I think he's somebody important, mm-hmm. and— and the detective work that Sally did to uh, figure it out. And we're 99.9% sure that this is his diary.
0: Yes. And not only who he is, but the diary itself reads. I mean, there's such a... Uh, the adventure of the shipwreck is unreal, what he puts, you know, in on the entries on the pages. So, I don't know, It just checked all the boxes for a good diary to start our podcast
1: with. Yeah, a little adventure, a mm-hmm. little... Uh, mystery. He writes
0: beautifully. Yes, I mean, yeah. very descriptively. And then the, um, there's not just uh, adventure on the sea, but there's adventure on land too. So um, there's just so much about this diary that's worthy of sharing.
1: Yeah. And so he's on this journey. And uh, of course, you read diaries from the beginning to the end. Yes. Not skipping to the back. So you had no idea where he was headed. No. And our listeners are not either, and no. they're going to go along with us to figure out where he's going and what he's going to be doing, and maybe you might even figure out who he is yeah. by the time we're done.
0: So we'll, there'll be times when we summarize some of the entries because they're shorter. There will be times when we read um, excerpts, um, especially from the shipwreck, which uh, kind of takes you back in time a little bit. And um, so that's kind of how we're going to do it. The, the diary itself um, is like a hardback book, journal. It's a beautiful green cover. And then on, stamped on the outside of it in a de- nice design, it says, Charles Lett's Continuous Diary. And then the year 1897, 98, and 99. So that kind of gives you a description of the diary that I have actually sitting in front of me right now.
1: Yeah, and the dates that he writes from
0: or eight, uh, February, starts out in February of
1: 1897.
0: And goes till? I'd say the 1st of April. So it's only a few months. But it's still about 88 pages.
1: And the diary itself is about the size of a church hymnal. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah which, exactly. Which is bigger than a lot of the ones that you've collected uh, that I've seen in the safes. Most, Yeah, most of them are pocket-sized diaries
0: that people can take along with them. But this one... And it, what's really cool is... As I'm holding this diary, I realize our author was also holding it while he was on board a ship in 1897, writing in his cabin. And when there's storms outside or when the passengers are going crazy with you know what's going on, he's literally got his diary with him. So I love that too, when I hold the diary, knowing where it's been.
1: Yeah. And the company that uh, created this diary, there was something interesting you found out about them too.
0: Yes. And it, go figure. I've been doing this for 34 years. I've got a, I've There's several Letts diaries that I've had, but I've never looked the company up until now. Found out that um it was a stationary company in England in 1796 is when they started their company, but in 1812 John Letts created the world's first commercial diary, which fascinated me. I guess after that or pre 1812 people would be writing on, you know, stationary paper, um, the like things like that. And then their advertising slogan was really cool.
1: You want me to read? I do. Okay, so I'm going to read it uh, so I get it right. It says, Use your diary with the utmost familiarity and confidence. Conceal nothing from its pages nor suffer any other eye than your own to scan them. But we scanned them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, a, that's another incredible
0: point that we will be talking about in the episodes to come. I'm sure many of you write in your own diary. Um, and there's really two ways of writing in a diary. We all know that when we write in a diary, somebody's going to read it. Truly, they really are, like me. But um, so sometimes people write without caring, and just write whatever they need to. Or they just write going, oh, somebody's going to read it. I better not put down my personal thoughts. And uh, this author put down quite a few personal thoughts. I mean, it's a nice, deep diary to read. So,
1: Well, at this point, we've kind of set the stage. Uh, we've told you that he's a, a very well-known man and that we didn't know who he was. You didn't know when you started. Uh, so you're going to go on this journey with us, his journey. And uh, we'll get into that right now. So this is how we're going to do
0: at the very beginning of this diary. We figured it's best because for 13 days from February 9th to February 22nd, he only uses three and a half pages to write, so his sh- entries are rather short. Still exciting, but rather short. Whereas the shipwreck you'll see is a five and a half page entry for one day, and we'll get to that later. So on the morning of the 9th, he leaves London at 11 a.m., and he crosses the English Channel. He then boards a train, and by 7 o'clock that evening, he's in Paris, where he has dinner. Next a.m., the train, they're traveling by train through France, and then through Italy, and they reach Genoa, Italy, and that's on the 10th also, and uh, that's where he has dinner, about six thirty p.m., They travel by train all night until they reach Rome. And at 6.45, he writes, they have breakfast in Rome. So here you have dinner one night in Paris, dinner the next night in Genoa, Italy, and breakfast
1: in Rome. Notable meals. No descriptions of what he ate. None. No photos. No
0: photos taken (laughs) of what he ate. No. So they're back on the train that morning. Uh, they leave Rome at 8.30 a.m. And they arrive in Naples, the Bay of Naples, which is the most incredible bay if you look it up. And that's where the ship, the SS Orotava
1: is docked. Yeah, and for the next couple of days, uh, they did some sightseeing. And he writes that they passed through Posilipo. And I had to put that in there because uh, it's just a fun word to say. Beautiful, (laughs) beautiful word. Uh, And they saw the Temple of Venus and Mercury. They visited Julius Caesar's palace and Cicero's birthplace. And they also toured a factory where um, guns were built for battleships. And it was a place called Armstrong's Works, and he mentions that. Uh, The next day, he got to tour Pompeii, and he writes that he walked amongst the ruins.
0: And if you've never heard of pompeii or even seen pompeii it is so worth looking it up it's that city that was destroyed by the ash of mount vesuvius
1: and it's just an incredible archaeological site that would be pretty interesting to see so interesting on the 14th he did a morning tour of naples and then at three o'clock they boarded the orotava and they prepared for sailing which uh, happened at uh, 4 a.m and then on the 15th he writes that they passed through the Strait of Messina and I looked that up and that is uh, the gap between the toe of Italy on the map and Sicily and he writes that they had great views on both sides and they could also see Mount Etna. They arrive in Port Said, Egypt noon of the 18th where they were able to disembark. They visited the Arab quarters And he wrote that he saw a man performing tricks, and he really liked the egg trick. He called it clever. The next day, they're in the Suez Canal, and they're on their way to the Red Sea. And on the 21st, they passed the Twelve Apostles. He writes about that. And I had to look that up. The internet took me to Australia and said that it was a series of rock formations. In the Red Sea, the Twelve Apostles are a series of islands. And so now... They're continuing to sail, and we're going to hit the 22nd. So from London, crossing the Channel, a train trip through France
0: and Italy, boarding the ship, and now we're off the coast of Yemen, and little did he know and the fellow passengers what was going to happen the very next morning.
1: Well, we're going to stop here, and we'll pick up the story in part two uh, by reading directly from the diary itself. And I think that he may have had an easier time getting from London to the Red Sea than we did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting...
0: <laughs> my gosh. Isn't that the truth? Thanks for hanging in there yeah, with us. So uh,
1: join us again in part two, and we'll pick up the story. And it, uh, it keeps getting better, folks.
0: For more information about Sally and her diaries, go to com.